This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When Dr. Troost was growing up in Europe, he had no idea that his name would be attached to one of the more prominent streets in Kansas City. How did that become? And who is Dr. Troost? Diane Houston and I explain both in this month's edition of Two States, One Story. Well, as we've seen over the last couple of years, not just locally, but nationally, name changes are very big right now. We're taking away names of people who were slave owners back in the day and changing it to something that is politically correct these days. And Troost Avenue appears to be one of those streets that probably will have to undergo a name change. Let's talk about why first, Diane. What is the background behind renaming Troost Avenue and and changing the name? Well, there was, you know, back when... Uh, you know, maybe it feels like 700 years ago with the Paseo renaming, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that came up uh, with a street for Dr. King that I heard in the community was we should change truce, you know, and people have reasons, valid reasons behind it. So what's recently kind of put this in the news is that Chris Good, who owns Ruby Jean's uh, uh, juicery on truce or right off truce, um, he was a, a former parks board member. He says, we got to change the name of the street. I'm advocating for this. Let's do this. And so we kind of started an online change.org petition, which is not legal, just for everybody to know. You can start one to gather kind of community support, but it is not a legal avenue, you know, of doing things. Um, so he started a change.org petition and is really, you know, kind of trying to get out in the news to get people um, talking about it, you know. Um, so that's kind of what's going on right now. And, and his reasons that he points out he has two. Um, number one is, well, three, if you really want to get to it. Number one is that Truce, which is named after Dr. Benoist Truce, uh-huh. who's the first resident physician of Kansas City, did a lot of amazing things in his life, um, owned slaves. He, in, he did have slaves, uh, you know, at least 1850, the number is six. Um, that's number one. So he, tainted name, owned slaves number one. Number two is that as anybody who's lived in Kansas City long enough, and it's almost hard to see these days, honestly, because they've done a lot of revitalization on, on Truist Avenue. Sure. But Truist Avenue is a, is a racial dividing line of the city. And it is clear as day. It, in, it, it, especially clear as day 10 years ago. It's harder to see now. I take my students down there and I'm like, see how it changes? And I'm like, oh, it kind of doesn't change anymore. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, but it was a racial dividing line. 
And the third reason is because obviously because of that, there's a stigma attached to the name Troost. So those are probably the three main reasons that uh, I think this effort is starting right now. Right. And and they're gonna they want to change it to Truth Avenue, which is very similar to Troost yeah. Avenue, very, very yeah. kind of similar in, in name. And you know, I, I if if that's what the, the the residents of that area want to do, but then by by all means, I mean I think it's fantastic. Go ahead and, and change the name, but let's talk about Dr. Troost. And you said he was the first resident physician here in Kansas City. He's our first doctor. What's yeah. his story about? And I mean, he wasn't a guy that grew up here, but ended up here. What's yeah. Dr. Troost all about? He's a really interesting guy. And, you know, I, and I hate to see anyone's life because think about like whatever, what's the worst thing everybody can imagine. What's the worst thing that you did in your life? Cause I've made some, made some pretty bad mistakes, mm-hmm. things that I wouldn't want my descendants down the line to ever find out about me probably right? starting a friendship with you is high on I'm, my list yeah or or, or jerry or jerry yeah. and selmo could be very yeah. high on my list yes yeah i mean those major mistakes you make that just follow you for the rest of your life right but i mean seriously think about the worst thing that you did you know i i can think of some things i don't want anybody to know right mm-hmm. um it, that is the only thing you're defined as later in your life that's it and, and I'm, and I'm not trying to justify that he, you know, he owns slaves. That's terrible. He owned humans. Right. That's kind of what it feels like. And that's why telling his story and making sure that people understand that it's not, he did X, Y, Z. There's a lot to, more to him than just that thing. And we, as, as we talked about before, this area had a lot of, a lot of people that uh, <laughs> own slaves. And so it, he's not in, you know, he's not, he, he's not alone in this category. Um, there are a lot of, a lot of pioneers, especially our founders of Kansas City, had slaves, and that's just an unfortunate reality of being in uh, on the border of the South, if mm-hmm. you will. So yeah, so so Dr. Truce, he was born in in um, Holland, um, had an aristocrat, if you will, very much a, a background that would be of a higher caliber, if you will. So he's born in 1786. Uh, please tell the Kansas City Star it's not 1776, please. It's 1786. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, obviously got a great education. His brother was like super smart, mineralogy, chemistry, all of the sciences, the natural sciences. And he kind of follows in his brother's footsteps and they end up kind of being in Napoleon's army. He's a, a he's a medical surgeon. He ends up, they were actually going to the East Dutch Indies and to look look for rare vegetables for Napoleon. <laughs> Like, what are the priorities? But whatever. And they, there was some problems getting there. So they ended up in Philadelphia and they ended up staying there. So he he operated a lead factory in, in Philadelphia. I'm surprised he didn't die in his 30s, but he didn't. He ends up getting married, having two children, at least a boy and a girl. One, I know for sure, Nathaniel, a son. And he gets into the medicine field too. So he becomes a very well-known doctor, if you will, up in, um, or in a chemist really is what he was, um, up in in Philadelphia and in Pittsburgh. So, you know, I mean, for whatever the reason, his son decides to move South and he moves to for a while to Louisville, Kentucky. And then he, there's a story and it's a good one. I like it. Um, there's a story that's told about how he ends up going to Kansas city. And the story is this he's in St. Louis. Of course he's in St. Louis. Of course he's in St. Louis, right? God. (laughs) can I get one story it's not starts in St. Louis but whatever and he's staying at the city hotel with his wife and there's two 
people staying there too. One's this guy named John Ole, and he's from Lexington and he's made his money, you know, off of outfitting people on the Santa Fe trail. Right. And then there's a guy named Samuel Owens, who's a pretty well-known name in this area for the Santa Fe trail also who was in business and independence Mm -hmm. and also was connected to the alls. So they're, they're there probably for a nice little visit to, you know, let their wives shop. (laughs) So so they're in St. Louis. That was a thing though, really back then. So, so this is about 1838, about the time that Kansas city is founded. And, um, Mr. Ole's wife gets super sick in the middle of the night. And so they're looking for a doctor and someone goes, Hey, there's a doctor staying here. This Benoist truth, dude. And so they call on him and he goes and tends to this wife and she recovers. And so they're like, it's a miracle. He's a great doctor. Hey, we need doctors over here. So they start fighting over Samuel Owens is telling him why you should move to independence while John Alls telling him why you should move to Lexington. We need doctors. Like here's what's cool stuff happening. So Sam Owens goes, well, you know what? There's this community of uh, French, French settlers that speak French right in this area called Westport Landing. And of course, Benoist Truce, who would have spoke, you know, Dutch and French, they say that's what, what, you know, Sam Owens won basically. And Truce, Truce, Truce ended up leaving Louisville, Kentucky. His son had children there. Um, so he left his grandkids and all that. And he moves to Independence onto the square and becomes the town doctor there first. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So he ends up being there for several years. And then his wife dies um, in 1841. Um, and so, you know, now he's a lowly old doctor. And if you look at the painting of him that hangs at the Nelson Atkins, I just want to like have a convo with them. He looks fun. He looks like your granddad. Yeah. Love him. I mean, he's just got a good face on him. So anyway, he ends up, uh, you know, becoming friends with a lot of the people in Jackson County because he's, a, he's got to be a doctor. You're, it's not like you, you drove to the doctor, the doctor came to you. Sure. So he was traveling all around and became very, very well respected in Kansas, in the area. And he became friends with William Gillis. And uh, just a, you know, little point of contention here is I'm working on my thesis right now, literally on William Gillis, who's connected to Benoist Trost. So I know way too much about these people. So he ends up meeting William Gillis on Turkey Creek. So he got his little cabin on Turkey Creek and uh, his, his uh, William Gillis's niece had moved about 1835 with her husband at the time, George Kennerly to Kansas, to Kansas city, air quoting Kansas city. Um, her husband was a ne'er-do-well and just left her behind in the charity of her uncle. And then she ends up divorcing him in 1838 uh, for being a habitual drunkard. Oh, no. <laughs> now the way that Kansas city's historians, if you look it up, look at, look around people, the way that's always been told is that she was a widower. She was not. She was a divorcee, which would have been something that you just wouldn't have talked about back then. So she's a divorcee. So she's kind of starts hosting the parties for her uncle, William Gillis, and meets Benoist Trost along the way. And he's 26 years older than she is. <laughs> and she's poor. So I don't, you know, they, they say they got married in 1846. They say they had a happy marriage. I believe it. Sure. So about two years after he marries Mary Ann Troost, they had lived in Independence. They end up relocating to Kansas City. And Benoist Troost is one of the first people that invested in Kansas City. He was not a founder, per se, but he invested in six prime lots in 1847, three of them on it, it, today's city market. Basically. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So he ends up investing in those. He, he and uh, William Gillis built the Kansas City's first hotel, the Gillis House Hotel, which at the time when it was built was known as the Troost House Hotel. They actually lived there. Um, they lived in the hotel. 
Um, and, and instead of being a doctor for a while, he was actually, you know, uh, tending to the guests, if you will. He had a, mm-hmm. a big personality, so that would have been not surprising. Um, and then he ended up leaving that to go back to being a doctor because, you know, people like were dying of cholera and stuff, you know. So kind of important to take care of the people. Right. So, yeah. So he ends up, you know, and, and by 1850, he ended up having um, six enslaved people, which is obviously terrible. Right. They probably worked at the hotel. They did not live on a plantation. I'd like to point that out. Something else interesting is that people usually when a street's named after somebody, it's because their their farm was on that street. You know, it's kind of like come out to the X road. And that's how we get a lot of those names. Bannister road. That's kind of how Bannister road came to be. So, you know, McGee, it's because they platted things, subdivisions around their farms. That's not the case with Troost. Troost never lived on Troost. Troost, The street was named after him because he was a, he was the resident physician, respected doctor that died in 1859. Um, that, I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, he was just, it was here's the other thing when kansas city platted their streets and they changed a bunch of names down the line sure when kansas city platted their streets they didn't know what street was going to be the big street they didn't know like they knew broadway broadway was built to be large it was literally double the size main street well duh okay (laughs) right right main street yeah right main street um but other streets they didn't know like there was no there was no foresight like there's a Gillis street. It's a teeny tiny street in the Northeast. You know, um, it could have been the main, main street for whatever the reason, Troost Avenue just ended up, you know, being a straight shot, if you will, from the riverfront, if you will, all the way. And it continues even into the suburbs, you know, yeah, they, sure. it, it wasn't always like that. So my, my point is it wasn't that Troost, Troost Avenue, it, it wasn't like he was the most important dude in the world. It just happened to be that street was named after him because he was so well-respected and that street just carried through the city. And I mean, you know, other names did too, but I'm just pointing that out. Oh, something else cool about him. I have to tell this one. This is good. He ran for mayor. Of course he did. (laughs) Sure. Right. Well, you might as well. You're the town doctor. Everybody knows you, right? Everybody knows you. Well, and when Kansas City was incorporated, he was one of the six trustees. And to be a trustee, you had to meet certain qualifications. And it was appointed by the government, basically, like the state. So he was, you know, he was one of these trustees. So he was naming the aldermen. He was naming the town collector. He was naming, because there was no government yet. So he, he was pretty important even before that. So essentially what happens in 1853, they have to, the charter is obtained. In 1853, they're going to elect a, a, you know, a mayor. And so the proclamation signed by Benoist Trost and, you know, they end up, you know, going to an election. They actually talk about how they, they posted notices on trees around the riverfront, like, hey, election coming up here. <laughs> So like, be ready. <laughs> like it was very casual. So two people ran a wig, William S. Gregory, Gregory Boulevard. Gregory Boulevard, yeah. And Benoist Truce, who was a, a Democrat. And uh, only white men could vote, of course. And Kansas City is a fledgling town at the time. So uh, Gregory won with 36 votes over Truce 27. <laughs> 
then this is great. Once, Wait, how does the town doctor lose the election? I don't understand that one. Was William Mr. Gregory? Well, he's an older dude. He's older. Okay. And Mr. Gregory is a younger guy. Gotcha. Um, by many, like 20, like almost 30 years younger. So he's hipper and younger and people just. Yeah, and, and the Whig party was just kind of coming about. It was, it was, it was still a slavery party. Um, Gregory owned slaves too. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case. It was so funny because William S. Gregory helped write the charter, the city charter, all the rules, if you will, and tourists helped write the charter. And uh, after Gregory won, he was he was only in office for a few months because they they were like, "Hey, wait a minute! You don't live in the city. You're outside the city limits. Oh, okay. There." <laughs> so so he got ousted from office, and uh, and Johnston Likens replaced him. Oops. <laughs> so what? led to Troost Avenue becoming the racial dividing line in Kansas City. When did that happen too? That's a good question. So there <laughs> always good questions, always. So that's a good it, it's there are several different things that can be blamed for it. Okay. It's a not that's a it's a complex question. The biggest reason is the school board, honestly. So what we know about white flight. That was something that happened throughout the United States. Um, kind of people like to blame J.C. Nichols a lot, you know, for these things. Um, J.C. Nichols was a man of his time. He also did what other people did. Federal loans at the time were geared basically to make sure African Americans couldn't buy homes. So there was a lot of things happening. So uh, before Kansas, when Kansas City was developed, there was not a, uh, and especially after slavery, after the Civil War. Um, a lot of African-Americans moved to Kansas City for business and especially in the, in the West Bottoms because of the stockyards. So Kansas City's population really grew in African-American community. And so there were lots of communities, lots of African-Americans living across the city. Your neighbor could be African-American. This is before that was a thing, like this, this segregation thing. Slowly but surely, the east side was developing. We've talked about this. East side of Kansas City. Kansas City, everybody thought Kansas City was moving east, mm-hmm. not south. Okay. That's why Paseo was so important at the time, is that was like the big highway. So everybody thought the city was moving east. So they overdeveloped in the 1880s, they overdeveloped the east side. And so a lot of houses sat vacant, which made it more affordable for African Americans to move in. And that was the beginning of the 18th and Vine and east side neighborhood. The original um, school, Lincoln School, was actually Percy Coates, who was actually a business partner of William Gillis's, an abolitionist. He uh, started a school that eventually got moved to the east side. So it was just like everybody started just moving because you want to be convenient. And by the way, what was the most important thing? Uh, One of the most important things for African-Americans was education. And you couldn't get education because it, it was state law that you segregated schools. It was wow. a state law. So why was that a state law? It was a, Missouri. I mean, it wasn't just Missouri. Yeah. Missouri's had, I mean, it, everywhere. I mean, that was even in the North. So it was a state law because people were afraid after reconstruction, people were afraid of exactly what should have happened, which was integration, right? right. That was what they were afraid of. We still, you, you might be free, but we don't want to, you don't, we don't want you to meddle in our stuff. And it's a sad reality. So where are you going to live? You're going to live, if you're an African-American family, you're not going to live in Liberty, Missouri, where there's no school. You're going to move so your kids can get an education. And if, it, if that school is on the east side of Kansas City, Lincoln, right? It's mm-hmm. the only black high school in 
in a four county area, you're going to live on the east side so your kids can get an education, right? Right. So that's how everybody started moving to the east side. Well, then what, of course, happens is that covenants start getting added to subdivisions around it, even though some of the subdivisions, they didn't have covenants because African-Americans couldn't afford to buy houses where these people lived, you know? Mm -hmm. So then they made sure of it by making sure there were racial covenants built in, black, white, you can't, uh, Jews, you can't live in our neighborhood, um, that was in the same clause as you have to, you're, you know, you have to have landscaping planted 10 feet from your front. I mean, it, it, it's in there. So essentially as the city ended up moving South African-American popula population moved East. And it wasn't until the 1950s that we had Brown versus board of education. Right. Right. So now it's, it, it's, it's illegal to segregate. Right. Well, that's a problem when Kansas City is already as segregated as it is. And the segregation line essentially ran around Troost Avenue. So if you lived west of Troost, you were white. If you lived, you know, east of Troost, you not everyone. My mom grew up east of Troost on Tracy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a, a, a rule. I'm just saying it became, you know, it became it was more prominent the east further east you went because of the school. Right. The school was there. And so when they went to integrate the schools. Kansas City, you know, un unlike some of the other towns, went, well, how are we going to get around this? So they redrew the lines. They redrew the lines where the school districts were, were to ensure that for the most part, it wouldn't have matter that segregation, it, it was just going to happen because that's where the racial lines were. And that racial line ran on Troost Avenue. Gotcha. So, so that's how they avoided it for so long. But the problem was, and this is Kansas City's complicated history. The problem was, is that as this happened and the, and these integration of schools happened and blockbusting happened. So there were white developers that would purposely scare white families out of a neighborhood so they could buy up cheap housing. So you had this happening on the East side. So white flight happened and the suburbs happened. So white people moved from the East side, moved South, Hickman Mills, Grandview, Raytown, even Independence, right? And then of course, Johnson County. So people started moving out. How do you de desegregate school system when there aren't any kids to desegregate with, right? Right. So essentially, Truce Avenue was the racial dividing line because the school, the Kansas City school district redrew the lines to make sure that Kansas City stayed segregated, period. So that of course makes it a really sad story when the price of real estate on east of Troost is significantly different than the price of real estate west of Troost. So what's the future then? Do you see the street having its name changed? Do you see it staying where it is? What do you think, you know, we see going forward? You know, I get sensitive about stuff like this. And I also, you know, I feel like I'm a growing, changing historian. <laughs> you know, the more I learn, it doesn't mean I, and I will always admit when, when I, when I think, you know, I make a mistake or something like that. Um, with, uh, here's how I'm going to say it. I think the future is that the conversation is not going to go away ever. So we had to figure out, even historians can't, we, you know, when we had Jeremy Neely on, right. We talked about this. Mm -hmm. We can't even agree on what to do, but I think the biggest thing is to make sure there's a conversation and I am going to be, and I've said this, I've actually said this to the man who started this, this thing in the, in the, in the first place, Chris Good. Great. It better be done legally. Great. It better be done legally because I, I went through the aftermath of when it's not done legally. And that is a mess. 
And so to, in order to change 10 and a half miles or so of a street, which is a, you know, a financial burden for sure, in order to do that, you have to make sure that the city's engaged in that conversation. That means you need to do a legal petition. So get your signatures ready. That means you have to walk around and it takes a while and it's a lot of work. I know from personal experience. The other thing you gotta do is have community engagement sessions and make sure that because business owners and people who live on the street are directly affected how do they feel about this mm -hmm. you know it, we can all have an opinion you know and really kansas city missouri are the only ones that could vote on the whole thing in the first place i think it should go to a citywide vote and the same thing goes with we did the same thing with the jackson statues remember that right jackson statues outside of both of the courthouses you know the jackson county legislature is the one who or jackson county i think it was frank white who said, well, let's, you know, we can't, we, we also what happened with Paseo. And I was like, thank you for saying that. Uh, we also, what happened with Paseo, we have to engage the community in this. So let's vote on whether we should, what we should do. They decided to put it to a citywide vote. For some reason it didn't pass. But again, that's because of community engagement. If you don't, if you don't, if I don't tell the story of Troost and who he was, that's part of my job. It doesn't mean that I, that I'm not going to get into this. I have no dog in this fight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is no Paseo to me. Um, but I can tell that history, but then somebody, there has to be somebody, I can also talk about the racial segregation and in, in the history of that part of it. But I also want to hear how people who live in that area feel, because they're the ones that are, you know, how do they feel? We as a community have to have that conversation. And I, I think it's a good thing. It's not going to go away. I, this is not going to go away. And when I say I think it's a good thing, I think that we're well overdue in that conversation in the first place. So um, I think that uh, as long as it's done legally and uh, we keep this conversation going, um, that something there, something there could be positive out of this in the end, uh, no matter which way it goes. I bet before this podcast, you had no idea that Dr. Troost was the first doctor in Kansas City. Yes, he made a lot of mistakes along the way, and now it will be up to the public to decide the future of Troost Avenue. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 